Hello everyone, welcome back to LPC Canteen. I'm Michelle. I am Elena and today our guest speaker is Amy. So please introduce yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Amy and I'm Elena's neighbor as well as Michelle's econ buddy. And I'm really glad to be here today. <laughs> so today um, we invited Amy because first of all we want to talk about um, her business. So, Amy, do you want to elaborate more on your fairy tale business? Fairy tale consists of fair, F A I R I, and tell, T E L L. The reason why I named it fairy tale because I want to deliver the message of fairness. The most prominent fairness exists in between human and human, in which everyone can deliver and promote their culture freely in order to create a diverse society. And the reason why I want to create fairy tale is also I hope to promote a fairness that is beyond human equity and shed light on the often neglected fairness between human and nature. Because our society always demands such a great efficiency and materialis uh, materialism that it makes us forget to enjoy the process of creation. That's why fairy tale's purpose is to reconstruct the linkage between human and nature. Nature and time by introduce a slow-paced life from the experience of the minorities. And I would like to clarify that fairy tale is more of a project than a profit-making business, because the ultimate aim is to empower underrepresented minorities as well as the sustainability pioneers from afar, such as virtually online as well as virtual interviews, to get to know more about them. Because to ensure a true diversity within a society, it is to protect all kinds of existing culture. That's why one of the easiest way to deliver this message is to promote through the means of fashion, as it is a daily necessity of everyone and it has a great coverage on social media. Oh. So all of the thing that you're doing is based on the tie-dye, right? It's not only tie-dye, but it's more like focusing on natural ingredients such as plant dye, uh, the oh, plant dye. Plant dye yeah. mm. The plants fermented into color pastes. How do you get to this idea? It was last year that I was reading a magazine and then I learned that even though tie-dye has been the trend for all like for many years, but then in 2020 it suddenly became the fashion trend heat once again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I suddenly made a connection with the bi-ethnic tie-dye from Yunnan because I've been there mm. when I was really young. Mm. It was a summer trip and then I kind of experienced a first-hand tie-dye experience. It was, I think, 2012 mm -hmm. or even earlier when the tie-dye business isn't a thing yet in Yunnan mm. because it wasn't really commercialized. It's only a tradition and a culture that is kept between the bi-ethnic uh -huh. people. Mm -hmm. So when I went there, I actually experienced it firsthand to, um, from fermenting the color paste to dyeing a piece of cloth myself. Mm -hmm. And the lady, the bi-ethnic uh, lady just told me that it is their unique uh, dali color that mm. forms their sky. So I think this is a really beautiful thing. And that's why, also because of your experience and you noticed that how um, tie-dye is becoming a trend now, so that's why you want to initiate this business. Yeah, it all started from tie-dye, but mm -hmm. I 
But through the process of communicating with the ethnic minorities as well as sustainability pioneers, I just learned more about plant size. So I think why not expand this business to a greater variety? I also traveled to Yunnan just before I came to LPC, and I also went to Dali. So I um, planned I two t-shirts and two scarves, and it was so pretty because you just sell it, and then mm-hmm. like after you dye it with the like the plant color, like the blue one, and then you open the party ceiling, and then it just become like some flower or some butterfly, and it looks really pretty. Yeah, it is. From what I learned. The patterns are actually formed from all kinds of geometric patterns. It is their culture and tradition of the Bai ethnic tie dye, um, as well as they're trying to form this pattern into. Wait, oh, the basis of these patterns are taken from and inspired from the costume pa- patterns from the past royal families. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're bringing the past traditions and cultures in back to life with their own kind of culture. Mm. Yeah. So, so your brand, your f- like the fairy tale, um, the design you use is also very traditional, or is like a fusion between like traditional and modern. In the website, yeah. I kept a few that is the traditional pattern mm-hmm. because it is a must. That's mm. what I'm trying to promote: the traditional yeah. pattern. Um, I also designed some of the products myself. That's like. The tie dye shirts, tie dye dresses that incorporates both modern and traditional designs. Mm. So you mainly design the like the the costume, but do you plan dye yourself or you buy from Yunnan? Oh, I bought it from Yunnan. I can't plan dye myself because I don't have the techniques as well as I don't have the dyeing pot. So you bulk buy from Yunnan and then you resell it on your website. Is that how you? It's not about buying because uh-huh. right now I'm just buying samples for oh, samples. yeah buying samples for taking photographies mm-hmm. taking photos as well as promotion marketing. Uh-huh. So through these all these process, it will be made to order. So when people want it, they can customize it, and then now just contact with the ethnic minorities, and then we through these conversations we can achieve a special and oh. design. Yeah. So you're like the middle, middle kind of the middle yeah. person, oh. yeah. I want to connect the ethnic minorities with people in Hong Kong as well as around the whole world mm. because this is what they're lacking right now. They they lack a route to promote their products, and mm. I hope to be this route. Mm. But do you think Hong Kong people can understand the fashion of the plant dye? Because like this is a special type of clothes for by ethnic group, and yeah. I think um, in Hong Kong. They don't have like the many bi ethnic group there. So, yeah. do you think for other Hong Kong people, they can understand this and buy the products? I, I elaborated this concept in my website. So, for every collection, such as Saving the Last Indigo, this collection is dedicated to the bi ethnic people. Um, I elaborated the dyeing process as well as their principle of this dye, and. Through, I hope through these messages, the Hong Kong people will understand why I'm doing this and what good can these kind of tie dye bring to people because they're 100% handmade, 100% natural. That helps save the environment as well as they can enjoy another kind of slow-paced life. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, uh, and this, the thing Elena mentioned just now that no one is actually doing this kind of thing 
like um, connecting with ethnic minorities to do this kind of fashion business. That's why I'm doing it because mm. this is a new market that no one is trying to explore. So if I can do this, try to do this, I can enter the fashion and textile market through another route that is collaborating with ethnic minorities. Mm. Yeah, I I think a lot of people in Hong Kong they 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 like tie dye clothing, but they don't really know there's there's in in China in Yunnan we have a minority group that is actually using tie dye as their like tradition, and I think what Amy's doing is very meaningful because she's trying to um share the message behind the whole. This this tie dye thing, and I think it's really good. But um, among my friend, I know some of my friend they do tie dye themselves. But like the tie dye is just you know the normal dye, like the mm-hmm. pigment. It's not like plant dye. It's not environmental friendly. So yeah, I think. Oh, so in your on your website only you only sell like um, clothes, right? Like yeah, already the clothes that are already made, right? I feel yeah. like you can also sell some like. Um, Ingredients like some package for like people to make their own tie dyes. Yeah, yeah that is. I feel like that is a really popular thing, like DIY I think it's thing. A good idea. Yeah, yes. so they can also you know discover like environmental like tie dye. Agree. Yeah. Oh, and when you're speaking of people hand making the tie dye products through chemical dye, mm-hmm. I would like to share a story of my encounterment with. A sustainability pioneer. Mm-hmm. So when I was interviewing her, I asked her a question: Why choosing plant dye over chemical dye? And then she said, "There's no absolute. There's no absolute pros and cons between using which kind of dye. The chemical dye right now is crucial because it is efficient, and then it mm-hmm. can um, guarantee a hundred percent success uh-huh. in the dyeing process." Which is what the fashion industry hope to attain right mm. now, but plant dye should not be neglected because it is another way of living. It is our tradition that has been passed along since two thousand years ago. So she said that we should always maintain this kind of culture because it is a part of us. Yeah. Mm, I see. When I went to Yunnan, I also talked with the the uh, Bai lady. And then she told me, like, for the plant dye, like the raw material, they always need to prepare like for a month to have a really good one. And for a part of the dye, they always use for a year. Like they can just always use that until it's finished. So I think it will be hard, and it really needs like people to be patient to produce yeah. this like this part of a plant dye. But I think like in the fashion industry, like we just want to sell more and then like produce quickly. So I think that's the reason why we can't do much plant dye as um, the tie dye. Yeah. Like you said, fairy tale is stressing on the reconstruction of connection between human and time, as well as nature and time, because we are really living a fast-paced life that we forgot to enjoy the process. So I think, like what Elena just said, the Bai people really emphasizes on the、uh, process rather than the result. Are you thinking to expand this into a real business in the future? Yeah, I really do. But instead of business, I think 
I hope it can become a social enterprise because mm. I plan to donate or create a set up a fund that puts all the profit into the fund to support the development of ethnic minorities who want to start up, uh, who want to set up startups about their um, traditional products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to ask, um, like. How uh, like you know um, the pa- COVID can pandemic right? You how do you think like the COVID has um impact the minority group in uh, Yunnan? They don't make uh, money out of the tie dye clothing, right? And I know Yunnan is such a popular traveling place. Yeah. So now, uh, because of COVID, less people is going to Yunnan. So. So what are you doing? What are you doing now? Do you think it helps them to survive like COVID? I don't think I am the one who helps them to survive. Yeah. Instead, it's more like the e-commerce that helps them to survive. E-commerce is already very uh-huh. developed, such as Taobao. Mm. So they can easily set up any stores on Taobao. And uh, from my interview with the ethnic minorities as well as sustainable pioneers, what I heard from them is they used to be focusing on offline lessons. So the the pioneers would go around teaching people about plant dye as well as oh. tie dye, but then this pandemic forced them to switch to an online uh, oh. way of business. So yeah, this is how I actually like COVID is helping me because they brought COVID brings me to them. Because they're forced to go online, and then I can <laughs> find them through online, through our Weibo, WeChat, so we can mm. communicate. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So on your website, have you officially set up your customer base, like selling the products to the Hong Kong people? Not yet. Right now, I'm deciding. I'm still deciding on the customer base, whether it's Hong Kong people or international, because I feel like to spread this message further, it would be easier if I start with an international base directly. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, why would it be easier to spread to the international people than Hong Kong people? Because I feel like Hong Kong people, um, like some of them still know like Chinese culture, so it's easier to connect with it. If I'm focusing on Chinese people, I would directly set this website in Chinese because the the mother tongue and the easiest way of communication with Hong Kong people is Chinese, and Chinese characters on the website. However, if I if I begin with English, and then I can reach a broader consumer base directly because, mm-hmm. and and people in Western countries are more aware of the topic of fairness. They really focus on fair trade, and they really want to. I think they really want to invest in wellness as well as the well-being of people. So I think the way that they're more aware on this topic will make me easier to introduce my idea to them. I understand, yeah. but um, still, because you your business is based in Hong Kong, so I, even though your website is said in English, it's still harder to like reach out to like those people who live around the world instead yes. of just in Hong it Kong. Is. For example, like in Two Hands, our 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 customer, they are based in Hong Kong. Like, um, this specific group is basically like high school um, girls, yeah. and because of the group is so specific, like we can easily target them. Because yeah. like amount like we like because um, we're in the um, same age, we could just recommend this um, 
Instagram page to them, and then they will just recommend um, the page to um, their other friends. So it's yeah. easier to have, like, to build um, more um, stronger, solid. like solid consumer base. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do understand um, what you're talking like. You're talking like how um, um, in Western country people are more aware of like environment. So. Yes. I guess you can like consider like the pros and cons because yeah I think it's it's kind of harder if you want to just reach out to international directly yeah Yeah. and at the same time I think directly reaching out to internationals has another problem of having more competition because Um, like I said um, people are more aware on the issue of fairness and wellness mm. in the western countries so at the same time they will have more companies that focus on this issue mm. as well so what i'm trying to do is i hope to um deliver transparency mm. so this is what i'm trying to stand out because through telling the tales of the forgotten mm. ones the minorities i want to share first-hand experiences with them mm. with the people who doesn't know about the ethnic minorities? So I hope this will make me stand out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh! I just mentioned the name Two Hand, but like for those people who don't <laughs> know, Two Hand is like, is it's not really a business. It's an organization that we collect secondhand clothes and sell it to um to others with uh, with a, a relatively cheaper price. And all the um, profit we made will donate to an organization. So, yeah, like <laughs> I just suddenly mentioned two hands. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go back to Amy. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you present the? the clothes on your website do you use model or like just focusing on the products i use models and the models are my roommates and friends in lpc they are really encouraging and they re- they're <laughs> always willing to help so whenever i ask them yeah and they're yeah they just yeah. agreed to help me and shout out to howie bridget my roommates and everyone who helped me out yes yeah. I think that's the you know good thing about LPC. Yes. You should just you know grab someone just like <laughs> can you take this photograph with me? Yeah. Do you have any like requirement for the model? Like if she has experience before or she fits in this plant dye costume or do you have any requirement for that? No, not at all. I'm trying to do the exact opposite. I'm trying to find people of all kinds of ethnicity mm-hmm. and then all kinds of body shape yeah. because I want to promote diversity and through the body shape and my model, I hope to de- deliver this message as well. Yeah. Okay, so people, if you want to try this fashion, please come to Amy and become <laughs> her model. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I know your website um, is not released yet, right? Yeah. So when are you planning to release it? I plan to release it during Easter when mm-hmm. I get all the products on the stacks, mm-hmm. as well as when I'm ready on my social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys, listen, huh? If you want to buy any like planned dye clothes, um, yeah, pay attention during Easter, okay? Yeah, it's on Instagram at F-A-I-R-I-T-E-L-L. Oh, I wanna also want to ask, um, so at your business, do you have a team or just your you? It's temporarily just me, uh-huh. but then I plan to find a team in the future because I don't think I can handle this myself yeah. if I want to expand. And I'm planning to set up a campaign called Get Involved 
on the website because I hope to get everyone who's interested in designing mm. to join in this campaign. So you can put your design into mm. reality, and I will contact the ethnic minorities to, who can actually deliver this these de- these designs into reality. Yeah, mm. I feel like um, uh, like in terms of like um, clothing business, the most annoying part is the logistics. Like how you are gonna like you know, delivered it to, like, the customer is the most annoying part. Because, um, you know, now it's COVID, and mm-hmm. a lot of people, they're, they're not willing to come out and get the product, you know, to yes. buy the product. And you have to, like, send them through, like, mails, and it's, it's so annoying. It's, it's just my experience from two hands. It's just <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> oh, mm, my plan is to only sell through shipping, because mm. it's impossible for me to go meet up. Of course. So... <laughs> too busy of course so um the primary delivering service i'm using would be sf express Mm -hmm. so because sf express makes everything so much more convenient i personally think that the shipping is not the greatest problem it's more like raising awareness or grabbing attention in the very beginning yeah 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 and by the way um, FS Express lost my package. Yeah. Oh no. Just a head up. Oh no. Because <laughs> they better consider another <laughs> company. <laughs> All right. So, as we know, as some of us know, Amy is going to US this fall. So, are you gonna expand like or change your campaigns in some way to fit into the US culture to promote the by ethnic group fashion? I'm definitely keeping the by ethnicity as well as other ethnic minority groups that I've contacted. And I will also expand fairy tale to the groups of minorities in the US because there's a lot of ethnic minorities in the US such as Mexican immigrants as well as mm. other kinds of groups. And I think they will have their typical handicrafts as as well. So it will be another kind of experience. Mm -hmm. What I can do is try to present the better part of Chinese culture to people. So I'll do it to the best of my ability. All right, speaking about the cultural exchange, Amy and I are also the leaders of the Chinese Dance Club. And I feel that's another way of spreading our Chinese culture to international students. Yes, I remember during uh, the summer holiday when we were brainstorming about what dance to perform for the CC this year. You actually introduced me to different kinds of ethnicity dances from China. And we ended up choosing one as the classical Chinese dance and the other from the Dai ethnic dance. And this inspired me to promote you are and the underrepresented minorities as well as diversity. Okay, I guess that's it for today. Um, thank you so much, Amy, for coming. Follow, follow us for more updates and see ya!